0: The Mind Aware 158 Ready, fire, aim I can do anything I want with my life and no one can stop me
1: Once you shift these habits and you do it long enough
0: it becomes so easy and natural I am on a ball in outer space
1: I bet you try salad tomorrow for breakfast after hearing this Get a tattoo on your forehead that says shift your focus that'll make it so easy.
0: Music comes from the space between the notes.
1: Bam. That's it. No truer words have been spoken. I love it. What kind of business do you want? Do you want a brick and mortar or do you want a click and order? I want people to practice good legal hygiene. I'm a foodie too. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show and welcome. You know, have you ever taken one of those online personality tests? I mean, I don't know about you, but I love those, right? The idea that it's about my favorite subject. It's all about me, which is like awesome. You get in there, you learn about yourself. It's like one more facet of who you are in the world. Well, one of the topics that I have been really fascinated by, and it's really been such a a savior and benefit to so many areas of my life, is the Enneagram. And so I thought, you know, it might be kind of fun if we could talk to somebody about the Enneagram. You could learn about it as a tool and a method for growth and for communicating and interacting with the people in your life. You know, when you learn about yourself, it makes it easier to make decisions about what you want to be doing and what you don't want to be doing, right? And so luckily today we have with us... Kate Ostrom. She is the founder of Nine Open Doors. She's an Enneagram expert, coach and trainer and she's here to talk to us about the Enneagram. Hi Kate. Hi Hi. Dana. It's great to have you here. You know, so let's start because you know this word, the first time people hear it, it's like Enneagram. It kind of sounds a little bit strange, right? And so maybe we could start out by talking about the nine different types that are involved with the Enneagram yeah, well,
0: I'd be happy to. So there are nine different types on the Enneagram, and some teachers like to assign them titles, but I like to just call them by their number because I think anytime we use words, there's a lot of connotation that goes with that. So I'd be happy to describe the nine types starting with type number one. People who are uh, ones or type one tend to be very hardworking and very disciplined. And they really want to make the world a better place for themselves and for everyone. So they have this diligence and they strive to improve everything. So they're the perfect person to go to when you are trying to make something better. And they also have a really strong sense of what is right and wrong or what is good and bad. So if you have an ethical dilemma it's great to find a one in your life and ask them for help because they can help you break it down and, you know, kind of put things into two columns, right? Good versus bad, right versus wrong. They're great at that. Twos are folks who are very sensitive to other people's needs. So we often think of them as a helper or a giver. They are so in tuned to other people that they might recognize somebody needs something before that person even knows it. They have a lot of energy. They're very social. A two that I know talks about how it's just a great day if the phone rings and it's a friend who's just calling to chat. So very, very much in tune with other folks. And, of course, the challenge for a two is that they might not be paying attention to their own needs as much as those people around them.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Now, threes, I can speak really clearly to threes because that's my type. Threes are really motivated by a need for success. They want to be seen by others as successful and as achievers. So threes tend to work very hard. They're very focused on doing. They are efficient. They're often that person that others just go to and ask them to do more and more and more. And it's not to burden the three. It's because they know the three is capable Mm -hmm. of it. So then a A challenge for the three is to make sure that the work they're doing is meaningful, that they're not just doing it for appearance's sake, and of course to say no when no is the best answer. Fours on the Enneagram tend to be really sensitive people and often very creative. And what I love about the fours in my life is that they are so comfortable with the full range of emotion. You know how sometimes if you aren't having a great day, And you talk to somebody and they try to cheer you up and that's not what you want. It's kind of frustrating. A four probably won't do that. Instead, they will sit there with you if you are sad or frustrated or disappointed. They can really go there with you and hold you in that space. And that's a real gift of the four. Fours love to be seen as unique and special. They want to do something that is meaningful so they they see connections and all sorts of things in their life and symbolism and things that other people might just see as mundane now fives on the enneagram are known as experts they love knowledge love to learn a lot they have very very rich inner lives and are rarely bored they tend to need more time alone than some other types do Because of that rich inner life, they want time to nurture that. And in fact, sometimes they can see other people as coming into their space too much and taking up too much of their energy. So they tend to be protective of their energy and their time. And fives often have really wonderful senses of humor because they're so observant. So they might be the person who doesn't say a lot, but then like cracks the joke that gets the entire room laughing. Mm -hmm. Now, sixes on the Enneagram are incredible problem solvers because they can see the worst case scenario, and that sounds negative, but it's not. What what sixes do is they just can see all the possibilities of what could happen, and then they prepare for it. So you want to talk to a six when you are starting something new, like maybe you're starting a new business and you have an idea of how it's going to be, it's great to run it by a six because they will point out the things that you haven't thought of yet. And they can kind of fill in some blanks. Sixes love to be members of a strong team. They're very team-oriented rather than working for kind of their own glory and their own recognition. They love to be part of a group and trust is really important to them. So that group needs to be, they need to be able to respect and trust those folks that they work with or are associated with now sevens on the enneagram the seven is called the most optimistic type on the enneagram and they just tend to be really fun pretty outgoing they love to try new things and want to do it all they just want to do it all and that can get (laughs) sevens in trouble why are you laughing you know i'm laughing (laughs) because this is my type
1: right that's spot on isn't it
0: Yeah, so you could speak to that pretty clearly, I bet. Yeah, sevens, they sometimes have a hard time making choices and sticking with it because just everything sounds so awesome to them. (laughs) So sevens are great to have in your life because they keep you having a good time. They'll get you out to that new restaurant, cheer you up, get you out of your funk. They're really, sevens are great, very spontaneous. Now, eights on the Enneagram are very spontaneous. Strong. They're a very strong and powerful type. In fact, there are times if an eight enters a room, you can even feel the energy coming along with that person because they have so much energy. And they often use that energy to lead and to help people who are weaker than them. They have a real sense of who the underdog is and then a need to help that person or to raise that person up because they're aware they have all this power and they often do really good things with it. Eights are often, I really admire eights because they're so comfortable with conflict. They can get in an argument and just say what's on their mind, get it all out on the table and then move on. They won't hold a grudge, but they will speak their mind. And I know a lot of us are not comfortable doing that. And I think that's just something that is really a great skill that eights possess. And then the final type on the Enneagram is the nine. And nines are known for being very easygoing and likable. They can see other people's points of view very easily, just instantly without even thinking about it. It's something that comes so naturally to them. So they're wonderful at keeping the peace, helping people solve conflicts. You know, they're known as a mediator or the peacekeeper. They might be the one in the family who says, can't we all just get along?
1: <laughs> right.
0: So nines are really known for for that ability. Uh, people just love being around nines because they're so easygoing. So those are the nine types, just a little glimpse into each of them.
1: I think that was really a beautiful synopsis, Kate. My hat's off to you because I, I've been studying this for a while now and learning about these types. And part of the reason why I like the Enneagram so much is because it is... So rich. It's got so many different facets to it. And there's, there's one thing that I think is really unique and specific to it that's unlike other personality, quote unquote, personality type tests. And that is they really deal a lot with how someone reacts or deals with stress as opposed to how somebody deals with maybe is the word evolving. Am I using the right word there when they're more centered, when they're more centered, when they're feeling better and maybe you can speak to that a little bit and speak a little bit about how the Enneagram is different and why you like it.
0: Sure. One of the first things that really drew me to the Enneagram is that it taught me that when I overuse my strengths, they are my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So, really understanding that our strengths and our weaknesses are two sides of the same coin. And while I find value in almost any assessment tool that's out there, I think what some of them miss is this idea that we need to be careful with our strengths. We need to use them wisely. You know, I think we often get this message of, okay, you're good at, these are your three things, you're really good at this. So go out and do that in the world as much as possible, and to everybody all the time, right? The Enneagram tells us, okay, you've got these strengths and they are wonderful, but be careful because when you overuse them, you get yourself in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing I love about the Enneagram. I also really like to think of it as it is a personality system, but it's more than that because you can really use it as a developmental map For understanding your habits. Mm. And when you look at the symbol of the Enneagram and you locate your type on it, you can use the way that your type is connected to the other types to your advantage and you can learn from those types. Because the point of the Enneagram is to not be boxed in by your type, but instead to see the box that you have put yourself in because you have this reoccurring habit and to start breaking out of that box.
1: Yeah, it's really well said. That's really powerful. And actually, if you don't mind, can I uh, share a little bit of how I'm using this personally to kind of take team with what you said? Oh, I'd love to hear. Well, uh, obviously, one of the strengths of the seven is that they are, optimistic and they're fun and they love to try new things and so they can just go from experience, 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 experience and live their life really kind of just bouncing around from one thing to another and in learning the Enneagram one thing that's been really useful to me is that when sevens are more centered and really kind of living up to their higher selves they tend to look a little bit more like fives where fives are more willing to dig deep into a subject. They're more willing to isolate themselves and spend time alone. They're more the observer rather than the one in the mix making the noise, right? And so I've used that knowledge, knowing that, in really being able to be aware of my own habits of starting something and then saying, okay, well, now I want to do something else. Really being able to sift through the mucky muck and make a, a clear decision about is this me just being bored with something and wanting to move on? Or is this me knowing that it's time to let go of this? And because I want to dig deeper into this. And what's happening as I'm getting older and older is that I'm finding that I have fewer and fewer interest, but more and more joy. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, I love that, Dana. That
0: is a great way to be using the Enneagram in your life to just notice things that you might not have noticed without this
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you something else, and I'd like you to speak to this a little bit more, is that I've found it's been really useful in my dealings with other people, starting to understand what types I have around me, you know, my brother, my sister, the people on the Mind Aware team, my partner, I mean, it'll probably crack you up to know that my man is a four, And can you imagine a seven and a four together and how useful he is for me to be able to really dig into those feelings and be willing to hold those feelings and admit where I'm at rather than just be like, oh, I'm happy, happy all the time, you know? Right, right. So so can you speak to relationships a little bit and how knowing your Enneagram type and knowing the people around you, how it benefits you?
0: Yes, I'd be happy to. With the Enneagram, what it teaches us is to be more self-aware. And we start to understand that not everyone sees the world the same way that we do. Rather, there are these nine distinct lenses, really, that we see the world through. And when we start to understand that, it frees us from taking things so personally. Now, of course, we can never change other people, right? I mean, that's impossible as much as we might wish to. So understanding other people's types, I think, is really interesting and useful. But first and foremost, we need to understand our own because then we can, un- we can start to see why we're having maybe some disconnects with people or why we're running into the same scenario over and over and over with that colleague at work. You know, why are they bugging me so much? I know speaking from personal experience, years ago, I worked with a woman that I thought was so unfriendly. She would never say good morning. She'd walk past you in the hall and not even make eye contact and not look at me. And I always was wondering, like, gosh, did I do something? You know, am I, what did I do? What's wrong? And then there were times where I would just think, like, oh, it's just so rude. And then the Enneagram came into my life. And I started to realize that, for me, making connections with other people, because I am a three, which is a one of the heart center types. There's three things types that really like to connect with other people, it was really important for me to get that from her. And when I realized that that was just a need I had, I no longer needed it from her. It was just this release. And then I didn't even, I wouldn't even really notice that she wasn't friendly. So there's a real freedom to not taking things so personally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a real understanding. It's like when you can understand other people and how you relate to other people, it, it is freeing. It's, a, it's really the heart of awareness. Such good stuff, Kate. I really appreciate your thoughtfulness on this topic. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and we're having such an interesting talk with Kate Ostrom from Nine Open Doors, and I know you want to find out more about Kate. You go to the number nine, opendoors.com. She is an Enneagram expert and coach and trainer, and so really, her sweet, spot, her specialty is being able to go into organizations and really help them to see how they can maximize by understanding each other better, by, by using the Enneagram as a tool to, to be more efficient, have better communication, I mean, really work in the, especially those small teams better, but really helps any organization. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to ask, I know the question that you're all dying to know, which is, how do I figure out what type I am? We'll be right back do you ever wish you had someone you could call for advice about your business maybe you want someone to look over your marketing strategy or evaluate your facebook page if so then buy your side from the mind Awares for you learn more at joinbyyourside.com buy your side is a program where you have access to the best experts in the area of direct sales marketing leadership social media and more that's joinbyyourside.com And we didn't leave out mindset or your personal goals either. By Your Side has happiness, nutrition, fitness, and tapping experts too. It's your one stop for the best advice for the best you. Check out JoinByYourSide.com and have the best coaches by your side. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show having a really interesting talk with Kate Ostrom from Nine Open Doors and go check her out over at Number Nine Open Doors with an S dot com. Nine O-P-E-N-D-O-O-R-S dot com. She's an Enneagram expert and she really helps consult with small businesses about how they can use the Enneagram as a tool. To really operate at a higher level, whether it be in communication or efficiency, you know, or just liking one another, by golly. It's so much easier when you know what type you are. So, Kate, actually, how would be the best way for somebody to figure out what their type is?
0: Well, it is a process of self-discovery. And this kind of goes back to your early, earlier question, Dana, about how the Enneagram is different from other assessment tools. Instead of someone telling us what our type is, we have to decide for ourselves. So that can take some time, but because it is something that we do ourselves, there's a more of a personal investment, I would say. And we also know that we then can figure out the answer and we land on the right answer. Best ways to do that are to work with a coach like myself or to use some great resources that are out there. And I've got a list of some of my favorite books and tools on my website You know, learn a little bit about the types and then ask the people we spend a lot of time with that we live with maybe or work closely with. What do they see about us and what do they notice, you know, in terms of these types? But it really, it really needs to come from within. There are some tests out there that can be useful if you hold the results really lightly. Because the Enneagram is about our inner motivation, and not our behavior and our preferences, which is something that's more on the surface of who we are, it cannot be easily measured. So while there are tests out there, they're only about 50% accurate.
1: Really
0: interesting. And so, yeah, so sometimes that confuses people to take a test, and then they feel like, oh, gosh, I don't know if that's really the answer. So I wouldn't tell people to not take a test, but just know that it might not be right. That's and I'll hold the answer lightly.
1: Very interesting. Yeah, that's a really good to know because you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that otherwise. So basically, if you find a test, take the test, but realize that the best way to learn what type you are is to dig into some of these resources that are available. And I'm going to give that website one more time. Number nine, open doors. Dot com. Nine Open Doors. What a great name, actually. It was so appropriate. And so check out the resources on Kate's website, because that will get you started. That's what happened to me. You know, I ended up getting a book on the Enneagram, and then one book led to another, and... It is just so fascinating and it's got so many different facets to it. I know we didn't do it justice in this short time, but hopefully we piqued your interest and you're able to see that, you know, when you've got something that's dynamic like the Enneagram is, it makes it much easier to learn about yourself and learn about others too. Kate, do you have any parting shot before we say goodbye?
0: Well, one thing that I love to tell people is to take their time with this. And to really enjoy the process of gathering some data about yourself, you know, we don't often give ourselves permission to think that deeply about ourselves, although that's not true of you. I know, Dana, and all (laughs) the folks that are associated with your work with the Mind Aware show. But I think the lovely thing about what you do and what I do is that it gives people a chance to just stop and pay attention and start to notice the patterns that we have established in our lives and then to make some decisions about if they're working for us or not. Because once we notice them, we can start to choose. If we keep going through life just on automatic pilot, we're never going to give ourselves a chance to make that choice.
1: Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. That's exactly right, Kate. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thank you, Dana. I so enjoyed talking to you today. And thank you for being here. Do you get this? Isn't it fun to have self-discovery? And isn't it great what Kate said? I mean, this is really about being aware at its best really understanding your background your history how did you end up like this what type do you seem to be more like or less like how can you act differently when you're stressed as opposed to when you're centered how can you interact with the other types how can you understand people better how can you communicate better how can you be a happier person just because not so much bothers you anymore because you know when you understand people it's so much easier to love them so much easier to love your Yourself when you start to realize that things are just a habit and you can become aware of habits, you can make changes, you can have inroads to different behaviors. I really hope you get a chance to dig into this today. This is such a, a fun thing, but in the meantime, remember we will see you next time on The Mind Aware.
0: There's nothing quite like a Dana rant.
1: Say it over and over and over again because it makes me so happy to have something that rhymes. Stop, cancel, clear, all my love is here. Stop, cancel, clear, all my power is here. Oh, my God, I was always told never to be selfish. I know. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I just love it. (laughs) It's just the little things, right? See you next time on The Mind Aware Show.